This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Microphone's working, sorry, that is my bad. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Brilliant. So we've come to the point in our service where we just take some time to open the word of God together. And today um, I've just prepared a message, I guess, really for you, Caitlin, since this is your baptism day. And, you know, as a church family, we are so excited to be able to host your baptism, to be able to celebrate you. And it's really been such a privilege for us to get to know you um, over the past few months and just hear a little bit more about your journey with Jesus. um, And as you've come to make this decision to to make a public declaration of your faith today. So we're so excited um, to join with you in that today. And why do we get baptized? Um, We get baptized out of obedience, obedience to Jesus. Um, He commands us to get baptized. He modeled getting baptized. Jesus himself was baptized and then commanded his followers to do the same. But it's also symbolic. It's a symbol of the kind of washing away of of our old way of life, of our sins, and this sense of joining with Jesus and being raised to a new life, a new start, and a new beginning. You've shared with us that part of your journey to faith has been through reading the Bible, and you shared with me that in particular it was the book of Romans uh, that had really spoken to you, so that's really interesting. I think lots of us that have been Christian for a while know that that's quite a a meaty book um, in the Bible, loved by theologians worldwide. Um, But you particularly talked about um, Romans chapter 8 as being a chapter that really spoke to you around this sense of a new life, um, a new life in Christ, and so thanks for such an easy passage to talk about today. Um, But actually, I'm just going to take a really short few verses of that passage. So if you have a Bible, if you could turn to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to start reading uh, from verse 14. Um, You might have a phone, iPad, you can swipe there as well. So Romans chapter 8, verse 14, but it will, it's already on the screen behind me. So why don't we read that together? For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. It was these particular verses that really stood out to me as as it highlights the new gift of life um, that you have in Jesus as you get to receive this new identity as a child of God and an identity being something that you really shared that's been really significant for you in your journey. This passage talks about how we no longer need to live in fear of God. We no longer need to live distanced and far away from him, but actually we get to draw near. We get to know him as God the Father. And as I was praying for you, Caitlin, and as I was praying just what to share today, I just felt there was, um, I just felt God wanted me to share three B's with you to kind of encourage you as you continue on your Christian walk. And so those three B's are to be, to belong, and to build. And so I just wanted to unpack what I mean by those a little bit this morning. The first one is an invitation into being with God. Actually, as a follower of Jesus, we want to build our foundation of living in the presence of God and building an intimate relationship with our loving Heavenly Father. 
this is part of what you have access to as a new child of God, that you can come to God whenever you need to. So what does it mean to live as a child of God? What's changed? You know, as many of you probably know, Stan and myself are expecting a baby in the next few months. And so I've been reading up furiously um, everything that I can around what, that, what, what we need to do to keep a baby human alive in the world. Um, what on earth it's going to look like giving birth and what kind of things we need to do. And even at our antenatal class that we went to this week, they were encouraging us around this idea of as soon as the baby's born, trying to encourage that skin to skin time. You know, as the baby enters a new world, um, I'm sure lots of parents in the room know what I'm talking about about a lot more than I do you know those precious moments when you have a newborn baby um, and it's not just the mums that they encourage to do this but the dads as well uh, to have that skin to skin time and apparently it, it calms the baby it relaxes the baby it helps regulate their heart rate and their breathing as they kind of enter this strange new world and you know I just thought what a beautiful picture of that newborn baby resting with their father and, you know, in, in a way, Caitlin, you've been born again as you found your new faith in Jesus. And I just felt this morning that God wants to invite you to find that place, that secret place, to just come and to be with him and to rest with him and to hear his heart and what he's saying over you. You know, I think it's so easy for us to think of God often as, as distant and angry and far away. But he wants to invite you into a new closeness with him, to live in his presence. You know, that is the gift of Jesus. We see in the Bible how sin separates us from God. How actually there is truth that we are far from God, but that through the gift of Jesus, through Jesus dying on the cross and taking the punishment for our sins, that we are restored into that place of presence and being with God. And so we want to make the most of that, that we can be known by God, accepted by God, loved by God, and even to live at peace with God. So find that secret place and go there often to be with Father God. And how do we get there? We, we access that place through reading his word, through inviting his spirit to come, through worship like we were doing this morning, and through even just at times quieting our hearts wherever we are, fixing our attention, our affection on Father God and just inviting him to come. You know, he wants to speak to us. He wants to be with us. So find how you can be with God. The second B I was going to talk about was to belong. You know, Caitlin, when you made the decision to follow Jesus, not only did you become a child of God, but you also became part of the family of God, the body of, the, of Christ. You know, every Christian in the world is part of this family, whether they live in Bangladesh, China, or even here in Sterling. We are one body. <laughs> we are one family. And as you look around the room today, you are surrounded by your new church family. <laughs> and obviously, this is not to replace your own lovely family who I know are here today. Um, we're, it's lovely to have you, but it's an extension. It's an extension of the family. You know, I was trying to think of maybe a good illustration. And the song that kept popping into my mind was from High School Musical, We're All In This Together. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you're a fan of High School Musical, but I thought I'd stop short of maybe singing that this morning. <laughs> but really, it's this sense of togetherness. It's the sense of being able to do life together, of being in this together, that you're no longer alone or you shouldn't feel alone. And that actually, as family, we're here to help each other. We're here to, to serve each other. And we need to find our place in the family of God. And you know what? Sometimes our place in the family is in the kitchen, isn't it? Doing the dishes. <laughs> you know, sometimes our place in the family is peeling the carrots, getting ready for Christmas Day. You know, maybe not the jobs that we're excited and passionate about, but actually as family, there's things that need to get done. And Caitlin, as you've joined our church, you've been quick to serve. 
You've been quick to get involved, serving our kids, helping with teas and coffees. And I love that because that's what family does. They get involved. Family also looks out for each other. Family means that when life gets hard, you're not left to go it alone. But don't forget to ask for help as well. I'd love to encourage you with that too. Sometimes the role as part of the family is for you to be the one that's there for someone else when they're struggling. And in the short time I've known you, I've already seen you show amazing compassion and commitment to people who have been struggling or just in need of that extra encouragement. So we are the family of God. Your belonging to something is much bigger than just yourself. And so I hope that belonging to this family and to the wider family of God, the body of Christ, will be a blessing to you as you continue to walk with Jesus. And finally, the third B is to build. You know, I felt this morning that God wants to give you an invitation to find what it is that he's asking you to build. I'm sure lots of us are familiar with the well-known Sunday school parable um, told by Jesus about the wise and foolish builder. It's found in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 7. If you aren't familiar with it, you can maybe have a read of it later. Um, But this is when Jesus talks. Jesus is talking and teaching and he says, Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house upon the rock. Jesus uses this illustration that when the storms of life comes, the house stands firm. And then he contrasts that with the foolish man, the foolish builder who builds his house on the sand. And he is like the person who hears the word of God but doesn't put it into action. And when the storms of life comes, the house falls. You know, faith in Jesus is a faith of action. It's a faith of doing the stuff, like we like to say in the vineyard, of putting the teachings of Jesus into practice and following the things that he did. It doesn't mean that there aren't storms, and you shared a little bit around that in your testimony. It doesn't mean there aren't hard times, but it does mean that he is with us in the midst of it, and he often gives us the strength to walk through them. And so we're called to build our lives on putting into action the teachings of Jesus. But we're also called to have a part to play in building the kingdom of God. See, when we become part of the family of God, we also get invited into the business of God, which is to welcome the kingdom of God here on earth. His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And we all have a role to play in that. But you'll be pleased to know God doesn't just send us off in our own strength to get on with it. He gives us help through his Holy, his Holy Spirit. And after Jesus was baptized, we see the picture of the Holy Spirit coming to rest on him, descending like a dove. And Caitlin, we're going to be praying for you that as you're baptized, as you come out of the water, that the Holy Spirit fills you afresh today. Back to Romans 8 and verse 17, it says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And so to be an heir to something is to have something to inherit, something to gain access to. I'm sure we're familiar with air hunters that are the story of air hunters who seek out to find the long lost kind of heir to some fortune where the long lost relative has died and and an air hunter shows up to tell someone that they have a fortune to inherit. You know, if only that would happen to us, right? (laughs) But actually the truth is that our inheritance in the kingdom of God is better than money. When we become children of God, we inherit and have access to the kingdom of God, full access to the power of God through his Holy Spirit in us. 
And it's an inheritance to be used as we walk and as we grow in God's calling. It's to be invested here on earth. See, our inheritance in God is not just about waiting until we die to get to heaven to experience the goodness of God, but it's getting to experience it now, where we are, where we're at, and in the places that God has called us to. I always remember Mike Pilavachi describing it at one of the Soul Survivor conferences like this. It's not pie in the sky when we die, but it's cake on a plate while we wait. <laughs> you know, I love that. It's not just waiting for heaven to come, but we get to enjoy it now. We have access to it now as the Holy Spirit works through us. And I want to encourage you as you grow in your walk with Jesus to draw on and to access more of the Holy Spirit and the power of God to equip you and to show you what it is that he is calling you to build. So you have a purpose. God has created you with a purpose and to play that purpose as part of the body of Christ, welcoming and building the kingdom of God. One of our vineyard values is that everyone gets to play. And that's something that I want to invite you to figure out as you grow in your walk. What is it that God's asking you to build? The starting place is to start with building foundations. We have a building project going on not that far from our house. And for the longest time, it just looked like nothing was happening. Lots of workers all around, but you couldn't see anything happening on the ground. But that was the time when they were setting the foundations, where they were pouring the concrete in down under the ground where no one could see. And that's so important in our walk with Jesus is that we spend time building the foundations, that we don't rush the process. But as we've been watching the build, all of a sudden the houses are starting to go up and just seem to appear from nowhere. And there seems to be an acceleration to this process. You know, strong foundations means that the Spirit of God can build in your life. Take your time. Don't rush it. But ask God, what is he calling you to? What is he building? And spend time strengthening those foundations in the secret place with him. You know, Caitlin, I just feel that this is the beginning of an amazing adventure for you. And we're so excited. So I want to encourage you this morning. Be with God. Belong to the family of God. And look to build. I'd love to pray. Great. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for Caitlin this morning. I thank you for this bold step that she has chosen to take. I thank you for the way you've revealed yourself to her. And I thank you, God, that this is just the beginning. Father, I pray that she would encounter you today. Father, I want to pray that you would fill her afresh with your spirit. That you would teach her more about how to hear your voice. How to find that secret place with you. Father, would you grow those foundations strong in you that she would not be shaken no matter what happens to her, that you are with her every step of the way. Lord, bless her, fill her, heal her, use her, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.